The evil of corruption reaches into every corner of the world. Corruption lies at the heart of the most urgent problems we face. Welcome to Confidential Brief, where Chad Thomas takes you into the stories behind the issues facing our society. Back online with Sheena Yonker, and she's going to carry on explaining to us the importance of mediation and arbitration in South Africa. We're going to take up where she left off on Rule 41A, and then we're going to talk more about mediation and arbitration in South Africa. Sheena, over to you. So, yes, the effect of Rule 41A says it's the practical outworking is that a plaintiff needs to disclose their, their, their position on mediation at the outset, and a defendant would need to disclose their position on mediation uh, if they want to oppose the matter. They would have to say first whether they would consider mediation. And if either party is opposed to mediation, they would have to set out good reasons why. And uh, those their opposition to mediation might be held against them in the form of a costs order at the at at the end of the matter, so so the effect is that that it's going to encourage litigants to at least consider mediation, and therefore many litigants will go to to mediation. But Chad, I also want to point out that the convergence of events, Rule Forty One A having been promulgated in about March, uh, a, a, along with the the um, Worldwide pandemic having been um, uh, having prom- uh, resulted in the lockdowns all over the world, including South Africa, has resulted in courts grinding to a halt. So a lot of the power-based structures are failing. Um, the, a, a lot of the uh, formal structures, like our courts. Uh, have have gone to a halt, and and with them having ground to a halt, and already having had issues with backlogs and that kind of thing, we're now sitting with a serious problem, where uh, more and more litigants are going to have to uh, consider the alternative platforms like mediation and arbitration. So this convergence of events really brings the ADR methods to the fore, remembering that. ADR methods like mediation and arbitration are not dependent on formal structures like courts. They can be set up very, very easily, cost-effectively. I've been working on Zoom since about the 20, 20th of March, all the way through. Um, so, so in a sense, my work, uh, because it's ADR-based, has not missed a beat. I've, I've been able to continue to work seamlessly, um, and, and I must tell you that, 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 that there are two very, very significant, uh, areas that are probably going to promote the idea of, of mediation and, and change the landscape of how we, um, handle conflict or legal disputes in South Africa. The one is that the Road Accident Fund is looking at changing their model from litigation to mediation. Uh, it's, it's well known that the Road Accident Fund has, has a lot of problems and is now looking at, at ways of making itself more effective. So the Road Accident Fund, there's a pilot project in mediation. So it's, it's, it's testing mediation, uh, earnestly as its primary form of, of dispute resolution and, 
As the Road Accident Fund is the biggest litigator in the country, I believe that around 80% of all civil matters in courts are road accident fund matters. If the Road Accident Fund does adopt um, mediation as its its form or mode of dispute resolution, I think we're going. It's going to change the landscape for mediation in South Africa. It's going to promote the idea of mediation as as the primary method of of dispute resolution, as it should be, as it should be. Um, the, the, the second, and, and I must say that the South African Medical Legal Association is doing incredible work in that, uh, in, in, in running some of these pilot projects as a research project to be able to demonstrate to the Road Accident Fund the efficacy of, of, uh, mediation. And I think there are about 20 matters through, and, uh, many of those matters have resulted in settlements. Also, the, the mere referral to mediation has, has resulted in many road accident funds settling just by virtue of the fact that, that parties know that they're going to go to mediation. So parties have, have become amenable to, to consider settlement. The other aspects so, or the other area, yeah. No, no, carry on. I was, I was just going to say it's, it's a very exciting point yes. in our history in yeah. respect of where we're finding ourselves, especially with Rule 41A, it's just a pity yes. that it's been something that's been available for so long. In fact, our Arbitration Act was passed as far back as 1965, and it took a pandemic for people to realize that there are these forms of speedy resolution, because I hate the term alternative dispute resolution, because yes. it kind of lessens what it really is and the impact of it. And it's something that is very necessary, very critical, and and, yes. and in this time and age, very applicable yes. to resolving disputes. Yeah, so so, so the, other, um, the, the other area where this is coming to the fore, and this should really, really ground us and, and, and get us to rethink how we're doing things, is the DOJ, along with various other stakeholders and ADR Network, and I must just mention our Impor Mendingi, who runs ADR Network Limpopo, has been absolutely key in this project, which is 100 days of divorce mediation. And the whole idea of 100 days of divorce mediation is to help uh, deal with some of the backlog of divorce matters in our courts as part of a greater project addressing gender-based violence, bearing in mind that amidst a lot of divorce is um, is all kinds of abuses that 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 happen um, along with or within the whole matrix of gender-based violence. So it's it's an empowering project to help those sort of um, uh, stuck in limbo in a divorce process to help them progress their matters and move forward. And to give you an indication, Chad, in just in Limpopo alone, uh, the DOJ has assessed the matters that ha- that are backlogged, only matters over 90 days old. There's something like 11,000. So that's, that's the one region alone. Mpo's busy in discussions with the various stakeholders 
um, to, to promote the idea of rolling this particular project out to the other provinces. So Western Cape and Pumalanga, KZN, um, it's, it, it should all be coming, whether it's a hundred days or 60 days, we don't know. But the idea is to, to, uh, supply mediators and to help, uh, unblock the courts and address the problem of, of divorce matters holding people in limbo where, where they can neither move on with their lives or, do you know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 so it's I wonder, amazing. I, yeah. I want to look more at the divorce side of things. We know about yes. um, construction companies in particular having arbitration clauses within their agreements yes. and that they always want a matter set down for arbitration and that that yes. should be made an order of court and, and, and court going to court would be a, a, a last resort. When it comes to divorces, this is something that we all know somebody who's been through a divorce. Uh, when it comes yes. to divorces, does it matter have to be enrolled in court before you can allow for mediation or can the, the entire process be mediated and then made an order of court? So absolutely, you can go to a mediator first who will help you settle all the aspects of the divorce. There are primarily two aspects. The one aspect is the economic or pecuniary consequences of divorce. In other words, what's going to happen to the matrimonial assets and how are the parties going to maintain themselves or be maintained uh, beyond the divorce. The other aspect is matters relating to minor children. Where, where are the children going to live? Who's going to take care of them? And how are they going to be maintained? We know that our children's law promotes the idea of co-parenting and promotes the idea of mediating co-parenting plans. So, so attending mediation can help the parties settle all those aspects, which will then be recorded in a settlement agreement and a parenting plan. The parenting plan must be uh, viewed by the family advocate first, and once the family advocate endorses that, which they will do, unless there are glaring anomalies or concerns or whatever, then then the parties will go off to court and and um, ask for a decree of divorce. Now, the parts there are regional divorce courts now that are quite user friendly, so the parties don't even need uh, legal representation once all these aspects of their divorce are settled. However, if they do have legal representation, then they can get, take their settlement agreement and parenting plan and uh, their legal representation will then help them uh, with that final as, uh, aspect of, of obtaining a decree of divorce in court. If, if, the, if the marriage is according to customary rights, and uh, was never registered with Home Affairs, then the settlement agreement, conclusion of the settlement agreement itself will result in the actual divorce. But if it's a, if it's a marriage that is registered according to civil law, then that final step of asking for a decree of divorce or, or making it an order of court will, um, will, will, will result in the actual divorce. But you... A, a mediated divorce can be between 10 and 100 times cheaper than a litigated divorce. And um, quicker. Of course, much, much quicker, much quicker. We, we, we can typically attend to a divorce 
between six or eight weeks and three months, um, assuming it's not a very complex matter, whereas a litigated divorce can take years in court and uh, hundreds of thousands of rand. I've seen I've seen some several million rand bills. When it, uh, I've seen people have to bond their houses, sell their houses, get into debt, um, and and divorce is stressful enough as it is. The other thing is a mediated divorce. We create a sacred space for the parties to have very tough conversations around uh, what their separated lives are going to look like. Um, the how, the why, the when, etc., and and obviously, a mediated divorce promotes the idea of co-parenting or collaborative parenting in 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 far more valuable and sincere ways than a litigated divorce ever could. Once you've been through a, a litigated divorce, it's really it's 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 near impossible for the parties to cooperate together. Um, in, in, in respectful and dignified ways. I must just, I, I want to distinguish mediation from arbitration just for your listeners. So whilst they're both ADR processes, they're both private, they're both consensual in the sense that the parties choose them, they choose the mediator, they choose the arbitrator, uh, there's it's a bit different in the CCMA. You don't choose your arbitrator, etc., but it's still a private uh, process. But but arbitration is an adjudicative process where 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 someone makes a decision for the parties, whereas mediation is a negotiated process where someone with uh, profound skills in negotiation or assisted negotiation will come and help the parties improve their communication and problem-solving skills and help them to craft their own solution. Um, so, so, so mediation as, a, 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 as an alternative is, is really should be the primary option. And um, if that fails, then arbitration can be, be, be reverted to. There, there are, of course, many, many benefits to arbitration over over litigation, cost-wise, time-wise, and confidentiality-wise, uh, arbitration is generally a private process where where litigation takes place in the quintessential public square, doesn't it? It's an open forum; anyone can go in and have a look and have a listen. Uh, they're, they're very narrow um, bases upon which court hearings are are, are closed. So uh, there are many, many benefits to both mediation and arbitration, but mediation is the one that uh, is going to apply in divorce. Uh, arbitration is not used in, in divorce, although there are aspects, not, not the aspects relating to the children, there are some aspects that could be conceivably arbitrated. But generally speaking, uh, a mediator settles with the parties and with the agreement helps the parties to settle all the outstanding issues um, that need to be settled in order to to eventually obtain a decree of divorce. So I think what's very important is that a lot of people haven't realized 
how their lives have been touched by mediation and arbitration in South Africa. You mentioned the CCMA, which is a, which is a very good example. The Commission for Conciliation, Mediation and Arbitration was set up so as to allow for a speedy process to resolve disputes in terms of the Labor Relations Act and initially started with the whole conciliation and mediation aspect and then moved into the CONAB as their caseload became so much greater. But we've also seen bargaining councils established, which also hold a mediation-type role when it comes to labor negotiations, etc. And correct me if I'm mistaken, but is the small claims court also not run on a very similar basis? Well, the small claims court is a more inquisitorial um, process. So, so, so whereas, whereas civil and criminal courts and in, in our other courts are largely criminal courts are accusatorial and civil courts are adversarial, it means that at competitions, it means that one party is put against another one in competition and a judge or magistrate is there to decide who wins. The small claims courts and other courts are developing more inquisitorial aspects. So the, the judicial officer can, can, can inquire more into the matters and help the parties to find common ground. So, so, so you, you're right in a sense. There is this, there is this shift to more of an inquiry, more of a kind of common ground finding um, in, in these places and, and other examples of that, those inquisitorial aspects creeping in are the equality court. The equality court goes very well with ADR and, um, the children's court. So it's more of an inquiry than, than, as I say, this sort of adversarial competition. And you can imagine how, how much damage the adversarial system actually does to parties that, that are, um, are a party to legal disputes. I mean, the legal dispute is stressful enough as it is. And then you're pitted against someone that you have had a relationship with, whether it's a family relationship, a commercial relationship, or an employment relationship. Um, Just on the CCMA, um, I'm glad we spoke about it because that is one of the best examples of uh, statutory ADR in the world and one of the most successful examples. Well, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, I want to talk more about how mediation and arbitration can impact and will be impacting on, on people that are traditionally used to litigation and how they now need to wrap their minds around the changes that are going to take place especially with regards to this this rule that's been implemented, 41A, as well as aspects such as mediated divorces, breakdowns in business partnerships, etc. We're going to take a break. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Today we're having a very important conversation with Sheena Yonke, and our conversation revolves around the importance of mediation, arbitration, and the newly implemented Rule 41A. So in the last 10 minutes, I'm going to pose two questions to Sheena, and I'm going to give her the floor. And the first question is, can companies that are going through a dissolution, or if there's a dispute between the partners, can they refer the matter for mediation? And secondly, will you go through with us the protocols involved in ensuring that that a mediated process can be made 
the the final judgment or the final order in that particular matter, Sheena. Okay, so yes, uh, one of one of the strong areas of mediation is commercial mediation, and there, there, there's so many benefits to this. Firstly, you know, as as I said, once you're in court, it's the quintessential public square, so. You don't want your private affairs ventilated in a public forum. The other thing is that um, the, the the sheer time and cost, and and therefore uh, more time and cost, uh, which is completely confounded and conflated and 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 complicated by a very cumbersome litigation uh, process that can see litigating parties locking horns with each other for years before things are resolved in court. And when I say resolved in court, I put that in inverted commas because by the end of a, a several month or several year litigation process, no one really comes out a winner. Uh, the, the, the time, cost and trauma associated with the litigated process is often without bound. Um, so, so yes, someone going through a commercial dispute is, is, is well advised to go and seek out mediation. And if that fails, then at least arbitration rather than, than going to court. Uh, how do you, how do you enforce a mediation outcome or, or is it binding? Yes, it, it's, it's binding. In the, uh, our law of contract says that, that, that parties to an agreement are held to that agreement and there, there are, there are consequences for not keeping to an, an agreement. So in the same way that parties might come to any agreement, parties that have come to an agreement through a mediated process are bound to that agreement through our law of contract. They can go a step further and ask the court to, ha- to, to make it an order of court, which, which I suppose would give it a bit more psychological fortitude. But once you've made an agreement in, in, in South Africa, then you're, you're bound to that agreement as long as it's not unlawful to perform or impossible to perform. Um, but mediators are typically trained to, to get the parties to conclude an agreement in writing, uh, have it signed so that there's a record of that agreement. Um, but the, the, the real value of mediation, its durability and sustainability is if well done, then the parties have a sense that they have been a part of creating and co-creating their solution. And we find that the durability and sustainability of a solution that comes out of mediation is far more effective than even a, a, a result that's come out of a court-ordered process. How often do you hear people coming out of court and, you know, the, the, the losing party will say, well, make me pay. Let's see if you can make me pay. And the losing party will do all sorts of distractive things to themselves you know, uh, to ensure that that the other party uh, does not have the satisfaction of of benefiting by that court order. We know that. That's why you have execution proceedings in court. That's why 
there's so many there may be so many hoops to jump through. But when you've had parties around the table where they've participated, they've co-created a solution to this dispute that, that they're having, you find that it automatically becomes more durable and more sustainable. It's human nature that uh, we want to be part of crafting our own solutions we, and our own resolutions, don't we? Um, so the good so- mediator is going to empower the parties to, 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 to come to their own solution. Sorry. So let's talk about what you've just said there, the good mediator. How does one find a good mediator and what does a mediator need to be able to participate in this process? ADR um, itself is not a formal profession and it's not a regulated profession in South Africa. So so just turning to the Arbitration Act, the Arbitration Act says to be an arbitrator, you need to be over the age of 18 and in full possession of your civil rights. In other words, you need to be over the age of 18 and sane. Um, to, to, to be a mediator, there's no, there's no, um, there's no statutes. There's no enabling statute at, at this point. However, the practice has emerged like it has across the world that, that, uh, mediators tend to, uh, and arbitrators tend to align themselves to voluntary compliance and regulatory bodies like ADR Network SA, which, which operates as a voluntary compliance and regulatory body. It also trains mediators and acts as a as as a um, a dispute resolution agency, and there are many many others. Um, but so, so so to look for a mediator, you would go to one of the ADR bodies and and say, I need a mediator, this kind of mediator, this kind of matter. They would send you a list of suitable mediators. Who's a suitable mediator? Well, the national and international standards is that. Uh, a professional mediator has gone through a five-day program where they learn mediation skills, they learn practical skills, they learn s- some theory and conflict resolution, some theory and what a, a, a mediation might look like. They practice their skills. When when mediators come to us, we have a five-day program that started today. First thing we say to mediators is. This is lifelong learning. This is deep self-learning. We, we, we have a podcast called Padea, which means deep learning. Education is lead, to be led out of ignorance. And, and I always say to my mediators, this, this, this is a journey that you're going to have to work at lifelong because you're dealing with, with individuals in traumatized situations. You need to understand human nature. You need to be constantly self-reflecting. You need to be constantly doing internal work. You need to be doing external work. You learn something new with every single human conflict because every conflict is different. Every conflict has a different dynamic. Now, you, you, you can't, you can't talk like this in court. Court is very dualistic. It's either or. We deal with facts. We deal with the black and the white. We can't deal with contradictions and paradoxes in court. Around a mediation table, we can. We can deal with the messiness of life. We can create a sacred space for the parties to tell their stories and from there uh, 
to try and problem solve whatever the issue is at play. So, so when, when you go looking for a, a mediator, the first thing is you, you're going to look for someone that has voluntarily uh, committed to align themselves to a body that's going to be there to, to, to look into any complaints about that mediator should, should that arise. That's how professions emerge. So, so as an emerging profess, profession, mediators typically relate to a body. It might be the body that trained them. It might not be the body that trained them. Um, and, and, and then you're going to specifically look for a mediator with a skill set that would be most suitable to the type of matter. So if it's a divorce so, mediation or, or a commercial or label construction, yeah. So my understanding is that a professional that will be able to mediate would join your organization. They would do a five-day course to align them with the protocols that would be needed for them to be able to mediate a matter, drawing on the profession or the previous studies that they've, that they've done. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and our body also provides oversight on, on matters where oversight is required. So if it's a very complex matter and uh, the mediator is selected but, but may not have extensive experience, we will provide oversight to that mediator, bearing in mind that, that people are, are, are seeing that mediation is, is a good way. It's a non-adversarial way. It's a healing way of resolving disputes. A lot of lawyers, advocates, teachers, psychologists, business people are wanting to learn mediation so that they can go and help other people mediate their disputes. Um, so, so, yeah, very, very, very exciting times for mediation, I must say, Chad, and very encouraging. So, Sheen, if anybody wants to find out more about Alternative Dispute Resolution and the network that you represent, where would they go? So our website is at www.adr-networksa.co.za or you can just Google ADR Network SA. It should come up. Sheena, I want to thank you today. It's been very insightful. And I think for our listeners, knowing that there's now an alternative route that they can follow, which is no longer going to be perceived in the future as an alternative route, but as a parallel process or a or a different process to follow rather than parallel, but a completely different process that's as acceptable. It's going to, it's going to mitigate risk. It's going to ensure that we're going to see speedier resolutions and we're not going to see such a massive backlog in court. Exactly. And just, just finally, their attorneys and advocates can represent them at the mediation process or arbitration process, just as they would have represented them in court. But it's a much speedier, more accessible process, and therefore it's going to cut down a lot of costs. Sheila, thank you so much for joining us today. I think we've taken a lot away from this, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more work going forward in the ADR field, considering that it's such a, a viable solution and most importantly alternate resolution with a speedier process for this i thank you excellent thank you so much for having me chad it's been an honor
Thank so our you. listeners, I must apologize for our technical glitches today. I kind of brought it upon myself by introducing the show and stating that we are still um, reporting remotely and our guests as well as as our hosts are are, are remote at this point in time. But um, the podcast will be cleaned up. We'll get rid of all the snitches and the glitches and you'll be able to listen to the podcast via chaifm.com. It should be uploaded tomorrow. There will be repeats of the show during the week. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Next week is a fascinating conversation. It's a conversation I've been waiting for for a long time. It's a conversation a lot of people have wanted to hear. And that'll be myself in conversation with Johan van Lochtenberg, author of multiple books relating to his time at SARS, relating to the tobacco industry, and now his new book, Cop Undercover, which relates to the time that he spent as an undercover agent in the Republican spy program. You've been listening to Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas. Remember, we're live every Monday, 101.9 FM in Johannesburg, but you can always catch up with our shows if you visit www.highfm.com.